The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. Our guest today will share her story and also share how the Word of God helped her during her journey. Welcome, Tynees, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Yes, I'm so glad that we were able to get in contact and you are on the podcast. Yay! So, <laughs> so before we get started, can you provide some insight of who you are, what you do, any personal or professional highlights that you would like to share before we get started with the interview? Sure. Um, by trade, I'm an occupational therapist, um, but I'm also a minister of the gospel, and I have an assignment um, to pray. I've been mantled to pray for people, and typically... Um, There are miracle signs and wonders that typically follow once I pray for people. And so I've just been on an assignment talking on podcasts and ministering to women and just sharing the good news of the gospel and praying for women. And that's why I'm here. That's exactly why I'm here. That's awesome. So maybe we'll have you close out in a prayer. (laughs) I'm all for it. Let's do it. Um, Hopefully I'll remember that and you can close out with a prayer. That would be so beautiful. So I usually ask this question to um, individuals that I have on. And the first question is, why do you feel that infertility is such a taboo subject? Well, I I think even just thinking about myself when um, we were on that journey trying to become pregnant, um, we had suffered a miscarriage Mm -hmm. and, um, it's hard when you suffer something like that, you typically sort of keep it to yourself. You don't really share the fact that I've been trying for an extended amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, all my friends and everybody else around me are getting pregnant and then I finally got pregnant and I lose the baby. And so typically it's, we just decide that we just sort of suffer in silence or we share that information with somebody who's close to us. And that's just it. Yeah. I think that's what it boils down to. It's true. It's true. And, you know, like you said, you keep it to yourself. It's very isolating. Um, Most couples who go through this, they do feel isolated um, because it is a topic that's not heavily discussed, especially in our culture. (laughs) We don't really talk about it, um, but I'm so grateful for different platforms that have brought this conversation to the forefront. Like you said, um, you know, you've been on several podcasts as we were were talking offline, you know, um, about this subject. And I think it's so beautiful that women are, you know, exploring this topic and bringing it to the forefront. So you just, you know, stated that you and your spouse went through the same type of, you know, journey of walking in fertility. If you can uh, tell us a little bit about your journey, even if you want to discuss, you know, from your love story 
forward. That's fine. Whatever you're comfortable with. Tell us a little bit about your journey, marriage-wise, infertility journey-wise, um, so that we can just get to know your story a little bit better. Sure. Well, um, my story sort of started when, um, I think when we first got married, I told God, I said, you know, um, I read in your word that you have the ability to close wounds, but the mm. same way that you close wounds, you have the ability to open wounds. Wow. I'm not going to do this birth control thing. I'm just telling you right now for the first five years of my marriage, I do not want to get pregnant. Okay. I said, so what I need you to do, I just need you to close up my womb. And then when I'm ready, I will let you know, God, to open my womb. <laughs> All right. So uh, look at here. I read in his word. Okay? Yes. The Bible yes. Says and Hannah. Hannah. Yes. The Lord yes. had closed her womb and yes. then the Lord had opened her womb. That okay. is correct. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need birth control if you can do that. Okay. Right. That yes. is correct. <laughs> I, love, I love this perspective. It's the first time I'm hearing it. <laughs> so after five years, I realized the Holy Spirit spoke back to me. He said, you said five years. It's been five years. I said, God, I'm still not ready. Can you give me at least one more year? Okay. <laughs> And so what he did was he allowed everybody else around me to get pregnant, mm -hmm. to create a desire in me to want to get pregnant. Okay. And so um, at this time, I was working at the hospital setting and in our um, outpatient setting, there were about 20 of us therapists and we were all women. Okay. Okay. And so... We were having baby shower at the baby shower at the baby shower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, after several baby showers, I found this out. I needed to have a talk with God. And I said, God, I think I'm ready. Right. <laughs> I think I'm ready to go ahead and do this. And there was one day I was praying and I heard this song in the spirit ram. And it was to the tune of another song. And all I heard was, um, open my womb, Lord. Open my womb, Lord. You're my help. And it hit me at that moment that I gave you permission to close it. I also needed to give you permission to open it. Wow. And so um, I had a conversation. I said, God, I'm ready and I need you to open my womb. And so um, over like several years in advance now, I had had dreams and, you know, and I've, and I've already seen the face of the child and whatnot. And um and we had started trying to get pregnant. It took us 14 months to get pregnant. Wow. And we were super excited when we finally got pregnant. Okay. And um, I think at this time, we may have been married about seven years now, six and a half, about seven years. Okay. And we finally got pregnant. We were super excited. And I had no idea that within a period of eight weeks that we will miscarry and lose that baby. Wow. And we were devastated. Um, and because it, it hurt me. And, you know, I think about some of the reviews that I had. One of the women um, had wrote on one of the reviews and she said, you never forget the bathroom experience. Mm, you never, oh. you never forget that. No, you know, that, that thing right there will torment you and begin to cause like a post-traumatic stress disorder. Every time you have to go back to the bathroom, you relive that moment all over mm -hmm, again, mm -hmm. you know? And so here I am like, okay, God, um, 
we've, we've, we've just had this miscarriage and my husband at this time, he was out of town. So he couldn't go with me for the appointment for the first appointment when I actually saw the heart, you know, I heard a heartbeat and I was so excited about it. My mother went with, went with me. Um, but the second time around when we had the second appointment, my husband was there and he had asked the sonographer after she was just searching for an extended amount of time. He said, um, where's the heartbeat? She said, I can't find one. Oh, oh my God, that broke us. That broke us. And I knew, even though it hurt me, it really hurt me seeing him having to experience this. This was the first time at the ultrasound. And this was the news that he got. Oh, he oh, never got goodness. to hear the heartbeat the first time, you know? And so that was hurtful. That was really yes. hurtful. But it had me think about the fact that I've always been a dreamer. Mm-hmm. And I had this dream years ago. And in this dream, I saw this little boy who looked just like my husband, same complexion, but his face was all disfigured. You could hardly make him out. And I knew at this moment now that when I suffered the miscarriage, this is what the Lord had been showing me years in advance. I just didn't understand it then. You know, and so uh, after that moment, it was just a matter of, you know, when do we want to try again? Um. And I want to say that we waited somewhere between four or six months, you know, in the back of your mind, you sort of think, you know, what if it happens again? But one thing that I found out about God is that he will walk you through a process and he will encourage you along the way. Yes. And so it was during this time that the Lord has spoke to me. He said, uh, don't worry about this one. He said, this pregnancy will be easy. And I'm just going to tell you, we went to conceive. Uh, we were making love one day and the Lord spoke. Now check this out. Okay. This is the part that really gets people. <laughs> Here we go. We're making love. Right. And after we're all done, I have like, the urgency to go to the restroom. Right. I'm like, man, I gotta go. I gotta, gotta go. And the Holy spirit speaks. He said, lie back down. Wow. <laughs> and so I laid back down in the bed and I felt the fire of God move across my stomach. And I knew at that moment he calls us to conceive. And just like that, we missed our cycle, had a preg- had a, took a pregnancy test and we were pregnant. And um, the Lord just took us through this second pregnancy and he did exactly what he promised. He said it would be easy. The only thing I complained about was in the last trimester when I was uncomfortable and I could not sleep comfortably. If that's the only thing that I'm complaining about, God, I'm not complaining. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) He was faithful. And so this this is the reason why I love to talk about this whole journey to pregnancy or dealing with fertility or infertility and not excluding the power of God, prayer Mm -hmm. and the word of God. Because it was the word of God that carried me. It was the voice of God that would give me instructions every now and then. I mean, there was one day randomly I'm in the kitchen. He said, I need you to get some, drink some kale juice. I said, kale juice? Okay. And I went to the store and I brought some kale juice. And this was after I had that first miscarriage. And uh, I had no idea. Maybe I'm just missing a few vitamins or something, you know, but he instructed me to do it. And so I'm going to be like, Mary, whatever he says, do yeah, I'm going to do, do it. it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I did it. I went and got purchased some 
kale juice. And I'm telling you, this must have been the most disgusting juice in the entire <laughs> store. And I grabbed it. Okay. It was so gross, but I forced myself to drink it because I wanted to be obedient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I started making like smoothies, you know, that incorporated a lot more kale. And, um, and you know, I, I don't know if that was part of the process they helped me make sure that I got the nutrients that I needed in order to have a more successful pregnancy the second time around. I have no idea. I just chose to be obedient. Yeah. And then that that second moment when he said, lie back down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. it just it just blows my mind that he will meet you in an intimate moment just like that with yes. one word from God. And he causes it to prosper and work in your favor. Yes. You know, I, I love all of this. Um, I was just speaking to someone this week and I reminded them that God is in the details. You know, yes. sometimes we we don't think that, but he's in the details. He is in the minute things, the things that we just kind of brush off. Um, but he is definitely involved in the details. What a testimony. <laughs> <laughs> what a testimony. So, um, you know, you, you've touched on this in the in the last question. But, you know, why do you think it's important to start talking about this topic? So you've coupled, you know, scripture reading, God, faith with infertility. Why do you think it's so important to do so? Well, I the reason I think it is, is because the Bible is clear that it is hope deferred that makes the heart sick. Yes, yes, yes. And a lot of times, um, when you're dealing with women who are on this journey of trying to become pregnant and you see the pain and the brokenness and the hurt Mm -hmm. and the isolation and the shame and the disappointment, the repeated disappointment, the repeated miscarriages, you know, the um, having to deal with constantly being invited to baby showers and you're sitting here struggling with what it is that you're dealing with, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is that right there. And so for me, I just love to share hope. Yes, that it doesn't matter if you do IVF or whatever your journey is. I just want to make sure that whatever you're doing, incorporate God in that process. Yes, definitely. That's all we got. Yeah, it's true. He's our anchor. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yes, yes, yes. So, what we discussed, um, uh, what I saw on your website was a discussion um, in revol- in. Re- in reaction to or involving a fertility summit. Um, And that Mm -hmm. really piqued my interest. And I wanted to know a little bit more about that. And if you can tell us how we can gain access to this information. Okay, yeah. So um, this was about a year ago, we decided that we would try to do our first little summit. And it wasn't much, it was just three different sessions. And they were centered around um, one was centered around essential oils um, that help support people in their fertility journey. Okay. And um, this woman by the name of Kelly Barrow, she's excellent. I have been following this woman for years because she's a therapist like myself. So I met her, but she, she's been teaching women um, for who have kids with special needs, how to support them mm-hmm. in their sleep, you know, to her entire pregnancy. I think she has like six kids. Wow. And she's always she's used essential oils for the pregnancy, for the pain during delivery. This is what she does. She does nothing except essential oils. They don't use medication. And when I, when my daughter was dealing with ear infections, I'm like, hey, Kelly, 
what essential oil I need. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Cause she knows. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, so she was teaching us about essential oils and how to use those to support us along this fertility journey. Um, and then there was Ana Rabano and, um, I am going to mess up her title, so I'm not going to even try. I just know it starts with integrative. (laughs) Um, yeah, but she is, um, she specializes when it comes down to understanding nutrition and she was doing a session in regards to, um, how the gut influences fertility. Oh, wow. Powerful session, powerful session. Um, I sat back and I was like, great. I need to throw everything in my cabinet out in the trash. Okay. Cause right. clearly what I'm doing is <laughs> destructive for my gut, which is closely related to my fertility process. That's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there was just me who talked a little bit about um, incorporating prayer in the word of God mm-hmm. in your fertility journey. And that's pretty much what it was. And so, um, people who, um, want to get access to that, you can access it to our private Facebook group. It's just, um, journal for women book launch. Um, you can find us on Facebook and you can come, we'll allow you in and you can have access to the summit. Um, and, um, we enjoyed it. It was really informative. That's for sure. That's awesome. Great mm-hmm. information. And also looking at it from different angles, right? Um, yes. And that's one thing that this podcast and having individuals on the podcast helped me see, you know, fertility from different vantage points and not just medication. Um, you know, we've talked about therapy. We've talked about different teas and different things that you can do. Um, vaginal steaming even. <laughs> so we've yes. talked about uh, some some different ways to, you know, combat this. So I just love it. And I'm definitely going to check it out. Okay. (laughs) So you've talked about Bible reading um, and how you've incorporated it into your journey. So I know that you have a book and it assists women that are on this infertility journey. Can you tell us a little bit about how scripture has played a role and how you kind of coupled this with the book that you have out? Yes. Um, so the Bible is clear that uh, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. That's how we live. Um, we need the next word from God to help us on this journey on a daily basis. And so um, especially for women who sometimes feel like there is no hope for their situations because of the repeated setbacks and disappointments. And so I had the opportunity, the Lord, I am, I'm just going to say this. I am such an introvert. I literally have to be pulled out of my comfort zone. He literally has to tell me to do something or it will not get done. Okay. That's just, that's, that's how I am. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to share my journey, uh, without you pulling me out of my comfort zone and say, Hey, I need you to start talking about this. Right. <laughs> I won't do this. Okay. Matter of fact, I'm not even writing a book concerning this because this is a private situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling anybody about this. And so, you know, here he goes. He's nudging me like, okay, I need you to write this book. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to write this book. 
And then I thought I was done with the book. And it's like, yeah, but I need you to do a summit as well and launch it around the same time. Like, okay, now I got to try to put a summit together. What do I know about a whole summit? You know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, and as a result of me being, being obedient, of course, then that means it opened up doors for me. I had to start having conversations. And as a result of me having these conversations, it calls women to come out of a place of hiding and begin Mm -hmm. to open up their mouth and begin to share their story. And I begin to see the power of God that was calling people out of their silence and out of their suffering. Wow. Oh, yeah, girl, 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 girl. That's the power of being obedient to a word from God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so this book right here, and I actually have two because I released another one um, on Mother's Day. Okay. Um, and so this this first one that came out um, July of last year is called The Journal for Infertile Woman, Wombs Coming Alive Through the Word of God, um, because that's exactly what happened with me. If you think about that whole situation, um, I wish I could quote the scripture from verbatim and I know I'm going to mess it up, um, <laughs> but I can I can tell you in a nutshell what it says. OK, okay. and so uh, <laughs> that moment when the Lord said lie back down. After being intimate with my husband and feeling the fire of God that came across my womb. If we go back and look in the New Testament, the Bible says that there was a day that ain't that Mary was visited by the angel Gabriel. And he said that you are blessed and highly favored among women. And he told her that she was going to have a child. And she said, well, how is this going to be seen as I don't know, man, I'm a virgin. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and he's going to overshadow you. That's how you're going to conceive. Okay. So exactly what happened to me, it must be the same experience that Mary must have encountered. The Holy Ghost came upon me and overshadowed me. And just like that, it's like, hey, we're pregnant. Yep. Yeah. And so um, that's the power, the power of having a word from God. Mm-hmm. you know, and where it takes you at and the doors that it begins to open up for you as a result of being obedient to that word from God. And so this book that I wrote here is, it's sort of broken up in various types of areas here. So um, there are sections on here where you can keep track of like your last cycle um, to when you've been intimate with your husband. There are sections that causes you to begin to dream. Um, there are sections on here where it's, a whole, of course, there's a whole bunch of blank pages because it's a journal. All right. Just for you okay. to write. But then there's another section on here called Nourish Your Eggs. And so I'm just going to read one section right here. It talks about omega-3 fatty acid. It works by regulating the hormones, promoting ovulation and increasing cervical mucus, as well as the flow of blood to the reproductive organs. And so anytime you see the section that says nourish your eggs, it's typically talking about research, Um, the research that begins to talk about um, certain foods that you're eating that are possibly causing your pregnancy, your facility journey to take a little bit longer. For example, this one right here says... um, 
another section nourish your eggs. It says, in another prospective cohort study of 3,628 women planning to become pregnant, women who reported consuming three or more servings of soda per day had a 52% lower rate of pregnancy compared to women who did not report any soda consumption. Mm. All right. So it begins to talk about research and it's all about you nourishing your eggs. Mm. Um, foods that are good for you, foods that are destructive for you. Um, let me see if there's, I'm, I'm sure there's another section in here that I'm forgetting, but, um, you know, and there's of course several scriptures in here as well. Um, there's declarations and prayers that you can begin to pray and confess over yourselves as well. Um, and this is the journal, this is the journal, you know, and then there's also coming up with a stress management plan because we also talk about the research in regards to stress yes. and those who are dealing with a lot of stress. It takes you longer to become pregnant. You know, so helping women realize, okay, where's the stress in your life and what is your stress management plan? Because you got you you, you got to really work on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the book that I just released about two weeks ago was just a seven day fast and detox for women. And it was all about preparing our wombs um, for the baby that we want to have. Right. And so um, we did that for seven days and the Lord was so gracious and it was so it was so strategic because he instructed me to do this the week of Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting that you would call for you would release a new book and say, hey, I got this new book coming out. It's coming out around the week of Mother's Day when most women who want to have babies are really just down and out. Yes. And God is like, but I'm calling you into a fast. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to meet you right where you are. And I am going to grace you in order for you to be able to conceive and become mothers. And so I just believe God. I just believe God. You know, he he told me from the very beginning, he said, May is the month of favor. And is this not what the angel said to Mary? He said, Mm -hmm. you are blessed and highly favored among women. Yes. And the fact that he would say that May was the month of favor and the release of book during the week of Mother's Day, because he has highly favored these women. You don't feel like you're favored because you've been trying to conceive for a while. But God has pronounced a favor upon you in the month of May. And he yeah. has called those who who answered the call, who purchased the book and joined me in the past. And I just believe that God will meet them. And by Mother's Day of next year. I'm just believing they're all going to be pregnant. They may not be, uh, they may not have already had that baby by Mother's Day, but I believe that they will be already conceived and already on that journey. I just believe God for that. Yes. And I stand in agreement with you. Yes. That is amazing. I, I love it. Um, you know, when I was launching the podcast, I dropped, you know, the first kind of flyer that, Hey, this is coming soon during Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Um, because I knew how difficult Mother's Day could be for so many women out there. Um, And so I thought it was important to kind of drop that seed, even though it was going to launch the following month to Mm -hmm. say, hey, this is what's going on. You know, I know there's a segment of women who are dealing with this. I'm dealing with this and we're going to embark on this journey together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to close out um, before I have you pray. Do you have any words of encouragement or advice for women or couples in general that are going through this journey? Um, well, let me start here. Um, you know, I'm always going to take it back to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So <laughs> there's two sections in this journal that I talk about. And one was Hannah's revelation. And the second one, that there is a time for everything. Yes. And this is one of the things that the Lord revealed to me while writing this journal for women. Um, there was a day now that Hannah had got to the point that she could no longer eat. Okay. <laughs> she was really down and out about not being able to have a child, but she had a revelation and that revelation was God. If you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once she got that revelation, look at here, God opened her womb and gave her five more children. Yes, he did. All right. So the revelation becomes once we realize that having a baby is not about us, mm -hmm. but it is for God and the purpose that he has for that child, we come into agreement with the will and the agenda of heaven, my yes. God. And once we do that, God is like, hey, I got to answer that prayer. Yes. I've got to answer that prayer, <laughs> you know? And so that's one of the things. But the second thing is that there is a time for everything. And I'm just going to read this. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, 2. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Now, if that is true, that means that there is a time when your baby is supposed to be born. Yes. All right. So, um. I just got through talking about how God had called me specifically during this month around the week of Mother's Day to um, release this book. And the reason being, he says specifically because he said there are prophets that I have to release during this generation. Yes. And as a result of that, he needs these babies to come forth. So I'm telling you right now that Mm. Once we catch a revelation that the pregnancy now having a baby is not about us, but it's mm -hmm. about God accomplishing his will and his agenda in the earth. And we come in agreement with that and then realizing that there's a time for everything. So I talk in this book how, let me tell you, Vashai had to be ousted. Why? Because Esther had to come forth. Why? Mm -hmm. Because she had to preserve her people. Yeah. Okay. Think about the reason that Elizabeth had to remain barren. She had to remain barren because John the Baptist's purpose was to make sure he was a forerunner for Jesus. He had to be born around the same time that Jesus was to be born because of his assignment. Okay. So if that is true, and it is, <laughs> that means that the children that God wants to bring forth for us, once we realize that there is a time for everything, and there is definitely a time for the baby to be born, whenever it is time for that baby to be born, because they have been assigned to a certain generation, they have been assigned to a certain people, they are a solution in the earth at the designated time that God wants to bring them forth. Let me tell you, I don't care how much hell comes against you, God has to bring it to pass because he had preordained the purpose that he had placed in that child for their generation. Yes. Woo, my God. So if I'm going to encourage people, I'm going to encourage you to say, hey, seek the Lord, seek the Lord and um, ask him, ask him concerning the timing mm -hmm. that he has preordained for the baby that he wants to bring forth through you. Yes. I am challenging you just to begin to say, hey, God, hey, I, I, I realize, you know, I just really wanted to have this baby, but you know what? I realized it's really not about me. Uh -huh. It's really about your purpose and your plan. And um, I am willing to raise this child up to live for you, to raise him up in the admonition of the Lord and to train him up accordingly. Just help me to do it. 
And let me tell you, God does not mind answering a heart, a prayer that has a heart like that. Yeah. Because he sees his will being done on the earth. And so I just want to encourage women today that don't lose hope. Mm-hmm. Don't lose hope. Um, he's right there with you. And our hope is that if he can take somebody like Hannah, who was barren, mm-hmm. and after that, after having a child, she got five more, there's hope for you. Yes. You know, if he can use somebody like Elizabeth, who the Bible says that it was like the deadness of her womb. I mean, she had no more eggs producing. She was literally, her womb was dead. Okay. And God will perform a miracle for her. There is hope for you. Yes. And so the scripture says this, with men, this may be impossible. And when I say this, I'm talking about the doctors who may have told you that your eggs were not good. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the doctors who have told you there's a certain percentage, a 1%, 2% percentage that you'll ever get pregnant. I, I don't care what they have told you. The word of God says with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things mm-hmm. are possible. Amen. And so I will tell anybody, go in the Bible and find every scripture in regards to impossibilities. Mm-hmm. Go in the Bible and begin to read every story of situations of women who were buried and God opened their wounds. Go in the Bible and begin to confess those. Begin to confess the word of God concerning what he has said over you. He says every good and perfect gift, it comes from the father above. They come from him. Yes. Glory to God. Mario Kusania, I see. I feel it right now, Holy Ghost. Look at here. Oh, I feel like preaching. Let me calm down right now. Okay, I'm about to explode. This is a divine <laughs> conversation, Tinies. You have no idea. Divine. Um, this coming Sunday, I'm going to have the opportunity to minister. And we've been focused on um, women in the Bible, primarily mothers. But this Sunday, I am going to preach on the women in the Bible who all dealt with infertility. Mm. And what I love about Hannah's story is she kept her vow. Mm -hmm. She literally Mm -hmm. gave Samuel away. Yes, she did. Literally. Yes, she did. Gave him away for God's service. Right. She, you know, you can think of our modern day, like, okay, God, I'm going to, you know, give my child away and, you know, he's going to do your service, but it's different when that child is living with you. Right. I agree. But she literally gave her child away Mm -hmm. for the service of God. And like you said, she got blessed with five more children. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you talked about seasons because that is the foundation of my platform. Oh, wow. And the foundation of this podcast, um, when we talked about infertility, it's such a negative word. Mm-hmm. And I'm really big on um, a labels and what you align mm-hmm. yourself with. Right. Yes. And so after speaking to my mother and my sister, I said, I'm not infertile. Mm-hmm. I am walking in fertility. Mm, I love it. I'm not infertile. I'm just waiting for God's timing for me to get pregnant. Yes. And that's what I tried my best to kind of drive home in this podcast. And you have incorporated it throughout our maybe 30 plus minutes talking <laughs> today. And in the past five to 10 minutes, 
you've hit the nail on the coffin. I think Mm. that this is definitely a divine conversation. And I'm so glad that we've captured it um, as recorded so women can play this back and really utilize it as a tool um, to help them on this on this journey. Because like you said, um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Scripture Mm -hmm. says it. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of women like me, we've had dreams about mm-hmm. our future children. Mm-hmm. We've received prophetic words. Yes. Um, I am one to say that I have literally prayed to God and said, no more prophetic words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> I, know yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, I know you're going to um, bless me. Um, but now because a lot of these prophetic words are coming with timelines and dates mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. dates have since passed. Mm-hmm. It has become a point of frustration, right? right. So right. I am going to just simply trust your timing. Mm-hmm. And so I love everything that you just said because it embodies, you know, what we need to look at future wise um, for those who are still on this journey of walking in fertility. Mm-hmm. So if you will, um, if you don't mind, if you would close us out with prayer. Um, and I will just allow you to pray as the Lord leads you. Yes. So Father, we bless your name. I thank you, Lord, that you are God and that you are God alone. I thank you, Lord, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I thank you, Lord, that you are still the God that performs miracles. I thank you, Lord, that there are miracle signs and wonders that continue to follow, God, the preaching, the teaching of your word, and even as we pray, oh God. Father, I also thank you, Lord, that according to your word, you say when two or three are gathered in your name, that you are in the midst of us, so you are here. And I thank you, Lord, that anytime you are here, your presence and your power to heal is here. And so, Father, we say thank you right now for the women who will actually hear this podcast. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord, that even I come against the spirit of barrenness and the spirit of infertility, even now in the name of Jesus. I break its power and its authority from over women. I command it to lose people, even now in the name of Jesus. Father, I decree and declare that the healing power of God is healing wounds now. I decree and declare that the power of God is healing reproductive systems now in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare glory to God that you are Elohim, the same one that created Adam and Eve from the very beginning, Father. I decree and declare that there are creative miracles being released even now. I decree and declare that there are new fallopian tubes being created. I decree and declare that there are new ovaries of God that are being created in the name of Jesus, Maku Sendeka. New thyroid is being created even now in the name of Jesus, Maku Sendeka. Father, I thank you, Lord, for hormones that have been out of balance, out of alignment in the name of Jesus, that they are shifting and coming into alignment right now in the name of Jesus. But you said that you sent your word of God to heal us, God. And I thank you, Lord, that the healing power of God is meeting wounds now in the name of Jesus. The healing power of God is hitting couples now in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Jesus. And so, Father, I decree and declare that because your angels, glory to God, they come forth, oh God, listening for the word of God to bring forth your bidding. God, I decree and declare that there are angels of healing that are yes, taking God. forth the word of God now and that they are going forth to release the healing power of God to wounds and to hit bodies now in the name of Jesus. And I decree and declare that there are miracles, signs, and wonders that will break forth as a result of listening to this podcast right yes, now. God. And Father, we give you the glory, we give you the praise and the honor, and we call it done right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Woo. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. Woo. Jesus. And I touch and agree with you. Amen. Yes. I believe that it is so. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you it so, is so much. Thank you so mm. much, Chinese. I really, really appreciate you being on the podcast and just the wealth of information and your just overall the anointing that is on your life. <laughs> and I know the uh, the cost of the yes. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> the cost of the yes is uh, very great. So it's I costly. Totally, it is costly. So definitely as a minister, I can definitely understand the cost of the yes. And I thank God that you said yes. Mm, thank you for the opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that God will use somebody who connected me to you. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. 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 The power of social media. Man, look at here. That's awesome. <laughs> social media. How can we stay in contact with you via social media or your website? Can you let us know that information so that we can um, stay connected with you? Sure. Uh, my website is tinyseglobal.com. Um, that is T as in toy, Y-N-E-I-S-E global.com. Um, if you want to hook up with us on Facebook, I think the best place to do it is Journal for Women Book Lunch. And you can connect with us there um, at least twice a month. I'm on Clubhouse praying for women and filling empty wombs. I love that group. And um, God oh, yes. has called I'm me there. Yes. 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 Um, so that's where I'm, I am at least twice a month over there. So you come on in there and I'm praying for women over there, you know. So um, those are the best places to connect with me. Awesome. So thank you again for joining. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Ciao. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www. Dot I am Danielle Joseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.